Alright, I am very excited to get this podcast episode out to you girls, you ladies that might be new here. Uh, you, probably, you probably got a text from me encouraging you to come and take a listen. Well, I am very glad you're here, and I encourage you to stick it out for the remainder of the episode. So, we had on Hannah Spinelli. Now, Hannah is a competitive powerlifter, and we talked a lot about the both the physical as well as the psychological benefits of powerlifting, weightlifting in general. And we kind of debunked, exposed some of the BS you're used to hearing about you know, exercise in the fitness world. I hope that this podcast can maybe help inspire one few of you guys to kind of get into powerlifting or just weightlifting in general, especially you girls. That would, uh, that would make my year here. So with that being said, huge shout out to Hannah for coming on the show. Um, if you want to reach out to her, her at is in the description. You can always reach out to us. We're happy to help. So that's, that's all I got, and, and let's get into the interview. This is the Justify Journey Podcast. I don't want to be still alive! Classified with the sex where I don't belong! Hearing you guys and say I'm pompous! I don't think I'm right, but I know they're wrong! It's not pretension, but get that! What is going on? Welcome back to the Justify Journey Podcast, episode number seven. Joining us tonight from her car over Skype is powerlifting competitor Hannah Spinelli. Hannah, how's it going? It's going great. Um, right, right, right as we get started here, we, we kind of just wanted to go over your, your basic story, how you got into powerlifting, how you got yourself started with that. So starting in Canada, where, where you're born and raised, would you uh, just kind of start from the beginning and give us an idea? Yeah, so um, basically I was born and raised farm kid that that was all we kind of did in our area. You played hockey. And when I didn't really fit that mold anymore, I kind of needed to get away and get out of that lifestyle and moved across the country or moved to Australia, moved to a new country and pursued CrossFit. And from there, it really wasn't, I really had to try really hard to be involved in it and to enjoy it. And I'll put my credit to Rob Orlando, who is a strong man face for CrossFit. He was in town in the box that we were at and putting on a seminar for strong man. And he convinced me to come in and, you know, try out the, the two day seminar. So I scummed together my nickels and pennies and I made it happen. And we basically learned how to lift stones and walk yokes. And I'm like, okay, this is where I belong. I'm really was good at it. And the farm background came right into tune because that's what you do. I mean, I was six years old lifting dog food bags and walking across the yard with them. It was just so picking up weird objects and going long distances was kind of a natural thing. So after that experience, I kind of started pursuing a lot more bar work and didn't really ever put it down, kind of changed sports from then. So ever since then, you've kind of been just, just running with it. And and how did you kind of go from that? Are you mainly focused on like barbell training at the moment? Yeah, so I first dabbled more in the powerlifting realm um, because that was just the culture in my gym. But I actually gravitated a lot more to Olympic-style lifting. And that is my main focus at the moment. And, and with the Olympic style lifting, so for, for a lot of, um, so we're high school guys, right? So 
the typical high school girl, if you go on Instagram today, um, most most of them aren't trying to lift heavy. Um, a lot of them are kind of straying away from that. It's got like kind of a, a stigma almost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, oh, if you lift, you'll get big or it's for guys. It's only for guys. So we are obviously really against that. And, and we're trying to kind of push and build a culture for, for girls our age of, of powerlifting and of, of squats, heavy dead, stuff like that. So if you kind of just go over for yourself, like in terms of lifestyle, how, how that's enhanced your lifestyle, what you enjoy about lifting, stuff like that. You know, what you guys are doing is so brilliant because, you know, I feel like because of social media nowadays, you're seeing a lot more of it and women or girls can go on Instagram and it's more accessible and out there where, you know, 10 years ago when I was in school, I was the only female hockey player that played on a boys team because it wasn't socially acceptable for a female to play. Um, When I moved, my family moved me from our small little town out to the city. I got called a lesbian and I got bullied and because I was the only girl pursuing it. So I feel like my path now has always been to kind of spread my wings to the younger girls and encourage and promote women supporting women in lifting because of how it has changed my life. I've traveled all across the world and I've done it now. I mean, I'm married now, but when I was in my twenties and my late teens, I was alone doing it. So the confidence of being able to, I mean, I've never, I've never thrown a punch in my life, but damn, I'm sure if I had to, I've got some wheelhouse behind me that it, this, the strength that you can get in the confidence being able to move the weight and to go into the gym and to be able to see something that you are not in. You don't always see such instant gratification. A lot of things that you, if you're pursuing a job or, you know, doing your schooling, it's to get your, you know, you get out of high school and you got a four year degree. And then on top of that, you need to do more. And sometimes you're studying and you're not getting that gratification of the work that you're putting in where, when you can kind of unleash and go into the gym and just shut off your mind and grind, you see in four weeks that weight that was you could barely pick up is now something that is obtainable. And then, you know, week after week, you're you're building on top of that and your goals, your goals that you once thought was so far fetched is now something that you're warming up with. I think that it's a really empowering tool for a lot of women because you don't you can't really get that in a lot of other places. Yeah, totally get that. Like for us, we're, we're baseball guys, we're pitchers, right? And a lot of, a lot of pitching and a lot of baseball is it's subjective and it's, you can't always control everything. And like your input doesn't always determine like an equal output, if that makes sense. So with, with lifting, what, what we've enjoyed, I think the most is if you, if you consistently train with intensity and, and, and consistently train, like you're, you're, the weight's going to go up and it's going to move faster. Your body will, you'll, your body will adapt to it. And it, it, like you said, like that's empowering, I think. And, and it's addicting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that one of the biggest things as well, and that really, really changed my journey was being able to be engulfed into, 
I've always been in a team environment playing hockey and as you guys as pitchers. You know, you always have kind of the security net of your teammates and having people there with you. So the idea of going into like an LA fitness or a 24-hour, like I never quite got it because I'm like, what, we train? Like what's the big deal? Until I walked into one and I'm like, holy, yeah, okay, it's different. You're, you're by yourself and when you don't, you've never trained before, you don't understand it you know the body movements or you've never done a squad and people are staring like it's very intimidating so I think that the biggest thing for me was getting into a CrossFit gym and gaining confidence with a team or a powerlifting gym or an ollie lifting gym you know somewhere where there is a community that can or what you guys are doing here going into a gym that can create a community or having outlets like what you guys are doing here to do it with other people versus going in by yourself and trying to figure it out. We do, it doesn't need to be done the hard way. And now that I have time under my belt and I have had the confidence of like being with a group of people, I like thrive in the LA fitness gyms now and I'm enjoying playing. And, uh, you know, even two years ago, I would have never stepped into one to go and explore I think that being able to, the vote of confidence of being able to move my body in the appropriate form and enjoy seeing the progress now, it's kind of evolved me to different realms. And I think that that's applicable to whatever it may be. There's a lot of people that are, you know, scared to go, let's say, snorkeling or swimming in the ocean or go to, go to the throw a pitch, whatever it might be, whatever sport. I think that when you don't have any physical capabilities or you've never really been in the gym or never picked something up, I think, and that applies, I think to most women that they're kind of shying away from those types of things that it's like, no, I'll, I'll just sit here and I'll watch. And you, even though there's so much in them that wants to go and play and explore, but what would other people think? Or what if I can't lift it? And I don't want to have be embarrassed. And so just going in and being able to pick up the kettlebell and swing it around and, you know, then, you know, okay, yeah, I could do that for sure. I've done it in the gym. And I think to your point, it's, it's something I've noticed a lot with, with girls, especially. And it's like, even in like elementary school, like they like to travel in packs. And once they kind of you know, the girls that I know a lot of, once we kind of get to high school, sometimes it can become almost like a toxic, like ultra competitive in, in bad ways versus channeling that into something like lifting. If you have a group of girls that kind of go at that together and, and start out together and build, you know, obviously the movements are a lot easier to learn when you have other people around you going through them. And it's a lot easier to start something when you have friends doing it with you. Like you're saying, like it's a lot easier to go over to a 24-hour fitness with confidence after you know you've mastered the movements, you've built together a pretty solid base of strength to build off of versus going into a gym by yourself. It's pretty daunting, especially when you don't have any direction in, in what exact exercises you should be doing and, and all that kind of stuff. And that's that's why I think sometimes it's like so toxic to see on Instagram like these like models, these uh, like fit models selling like products, doing like these weird like what I don't even know what the hell they do but it's like these weird like bands they do and like glute exercise stuff it's it's bizarre but it's like such eyewash and so bad that it, it's important to channel and kind of get the information out to to girls um there, there's a better way to to be efficient in your training and 
and it's more a lot more fun too yeah i think that the biggest i've been really reflecting this is crazy that my aha moment came from oh, the movie like coach carter i think is basketball oh, movie yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we were yeah. we were watching this the other night and you know the clip when the new coach comes in and he's like if you don't like my rules get out of here and the star player he walks out and all the boys are like no 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 that's like we need him and it was like shit women don't look at each other like this men you walk into a gym my husband he's 6'2 he's strong as hell you know he looks the part he can lift the part and he does it all and men come up to him like gawky and like oh my god what do you do can I train with you what like it's so cool to see him to you know, men look at each other and say, well, shit, if I want to get that good, I need to grind like he is. Where I have found while I'm traveling and, you know, the experiences that I have, women don't look at each other like this. And it's more of a competition and, well, I'm going to be upset with her or I'm going to look at it myself that I'm not good enough now because I can't do that. And my channel on my page now is really starting to switch to women supporting women because one, it's been super hard for me because I am strong and I don't want to diminish that to make someone else feel happy, but I'm happy to share my gems in my pocket on how I got here. And uh, like, come the more, the merrier and, you know, let's have fun with it. But what I'm not interested in is like diminishing myself because you're not okay with you. But through my journeys, I'm, I love helping and sharing and trying to produce new athletes and put it like the inspiration of where they belong or why they need to get to their own spot. We're all on their same journey on the same path. Our goals might be different, but we're all in this together. We're all trying to lift shit and get better and look good. And you know, it's all same common goals. So why, we can't all have fun doing it. So that's that's been the really big thing for me lately. And where I'm going to go with that just yet, I'm not sure. But it's definitely something that's in the works. Yeah, that's, a, that's a really commendable um, a message that you're sending. And it's something that we're trying to replicate over here. Um, but it's definitely difficult, you know, as, as, uh, as athletes, as guys, to kind of get that message across. Um, it, it, no matter how we kind of try and phrase it, it, it almost seems like that message coming from you as someone who's kind of opening up to, to girls is, is going to be really important, I think. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, and, and that's really what, what we, what we want to get into. So when we came across your page, the reason that we reached out and, and had you on, right, there's a lot of strong people out there. But that message of, of it's in your bio, actually, it's like women supporting women in and out of the gym. Like yeah. that that's powerful and that's that's exactly what we're trying to build with with what we're doing here is like almost like a tribe helping each other out in in all ventures but i feel like the weight room really is is a lot of the the base and the starting ground for that so when you bring women in like how like what are some tips you can give other girls or us in terms of like trying to be more open and like when they look when, when we give our message out how do we give it out in a way that's more open and, and less uh how would you say it? Like aggressive or like we're, we don't want to make it seem like 
just because we're more experienced doesn't necessarily mean that you know we're better than you and and, and stuff like that so w what have you used to kind of reach out to women who are new to this i think the biggest thing for you guys would be getting someone local in your area like one female that can advocate um i know that you, we're literally going through this right now i'm working um well i took some photos for brett Contreras, who is labeled the glute god we're down in southern california and he he's got three guys in his gym and he's like i need a female trainer i need a female face in here because the fact of the matter is no matter how approachable how nice how x you are there still are going to be women that are fearful of it and it's not going to be the woman that can deadlift or bench or walk into the gym it's going to be the one that is intimidated by the whole process and that has nothing against being male or female that lies with themselves so I think that the biggest thing is men going into it is honoring what what it looks like for women you guys are already so in tune and above the or you know above what a lot of men are thinking, you know, that you guys are acknowledging that shit, you don't need a slim tea and you don't need sweet sweat and you don't need all this crap that they're selling. You just need to come in and, you know, we'll, we'll show you the ropes. And I think that that's just staying true to who you are and being as relatable. And if that means looking in, I think that the biggest thing that you could do, I guess, is relay them to real women on social media get off the ifbb pro women these women are so remarkable in their sport but unless that's your lane then it's not applicable and it's not relatable because these women are not posting them suffering to get that body and they're not showing their cucumber snack they're showing their beautiful bodies and that's what all women want but that's not the body you're going to get if you're not doing all those other things. So it's really hard to even be on Instagram because you're seeing these other women where if you can put them to the girls that are showing, it's a new thing, but they're showing their bloated pictures and then their flex one being like, this is, this is what it's normally like. <laughs> this is, you know, and then there's the Instagram shot that are two seconds apart. And I think that it's super brilliant that there are the handful of girls that are stepping out. There's one that's uh, Julia Ledbetter. She does tracking, um, but she is all about women empowerment and honoring you. And she does her grind, but it's posting the bloated pictures and the shitty hair days and all the in-between moments that aren't getting posted on these pro card athlete you know bikini girls pages and that's not that's a blanket statement but you're seeing the it's only a handful of girls right now that are posting the realness and I think that you putting out that content to the girls that are interested or like oh I don't know about this well here check out these girls because this is they're just like you they're just doing their daily thing too and and that's at Julie, J-U-L-I-E-A-L-E-D-B-E-T-T-E-R. We, we got her up right here. It's, it seems like a really positive message that, that she's putting out, that you're putting out. 
Um, and and just going off of that point, like, what can you say about? Like, I, I'm not really uh, super versed in this type of language, but I know a lot of like the bot, like body image is a huge problem with with girls, and I don't deal with any of that. I know Sam doesn't deal with any of that. But what can you kind of speak to girls that do, and and how lifting can possibly help you with that? Not so much in the I mean, obviously it'll help, you know, cut, cut fat, build muscle and, and stuff like that. But just in terms of confidence, how, how can lifting kind of help your self-confidence, your body image, all that kind of stuff? I think that the biggest role that it could play is that I think that it's so hard. I love the idea or love that social media has kind of taken over because it gives you a broader spectrum to look at. But, you know, you start seeing all these extremes in both directions and you can be subjected to a lot, but it's your choice as to like what you're looking at. And I think that what lifting can do for you is that for myself, it's made my clothes feel more comfortable. I can wear a variety of more clothing about and I'd be happy to share this with you guys I've never actually posted it um about two years ago I think um I hurt my back and I wasn't training but I was eating like I was training and I gained like 20 pounds and I'm like oh my god like what am I gonna you know and I, I I had all the same clothes I never I never got so big that I needed to buy new clothes but everything fit a lot tighter a lot more uncomfortable. My sleep was bad. My mood was all over the joint. And I I had a moment that it was like, okay, well, if I want to compete, if, you know, in powerlifting and weightlifting, you got to fit into your weight category. And I'm like, oh my God, there's a meet coming up. And I stepped on the scale and it was a holy shit. I didn't even know that I gained that. Like I wasn't consciously aware that that weight had gone on. I just knew I felt groggy and things didn't fit. And Once I got it in my head that I needed to make weight for this comp, it was like seven weeks out and I needed to cut 20 pounds and I followed if it fits my macro. So I never went on any extreme diets. I just tracked, was consistent, trained, and I lost the weight. And it was like, shit, I got abs. Like seven weeks later, I've got abs and all these clothes are fitting so nice and you know you kind of you walk with a state of like proudness like that this body is something that I've created I could have had that body and there's no shame or no you know whatever you do you but that's not what I wanted I wanted to be lean and I wanted to show off my muscles and walk with tank top being proud and that's how I felt I think the, the biggest blanket statement was just being proud that like you can create what you want to look like and it's readily accessible for anyone and I think that finding finding goals that are obtainable my goal wasn't to have abs it was to make weight but in doing so it created that and I was able to compete and I broke the provincial record and I won gold at that competition and it was like this packet that that hard work paid off to the goal that I wanted so I don't know necessarily if the best way is to look at it to I want to be aesthetically pleased I want to have abs I want to have this I think that that 
sometimes can, in a female's mind, become a bit overbearing and become a more controlling situation. So you're, I think that, sorry? So you're saying like kind of focus more on the objective um, measurements and the metrics and that'll in turn lead um, to, a, to a better outcome versus focusing on something that you internally perceive, like how your abs look or, or how your muscles look, which is totally subjective. And, and yeah, with that, with that, is that basically what you're saying there? Yeah. I'm like, if you're going into, you know, if you're new to training, set the goal for the back squat, set a goal mm. for the lift, set a goal for, you know, 10 chin ups in doing so you'll get the arms you want. You'll get the legs you want putting in the hard work for those numbers. Yeah. So you, you talk a lot about you know, reaching out to these younger girls, and, that, and that's obviously what we're trying to do with younger younger girls and younger guys. Um, so what would you speak to? I mean, you just talked about setting goals. What, what, what other advice would you have in terms of, you know, macros, eating, recovery, just, just sure. how, to, how to get started, really? Yeah, that, that's a good question. Like, and, and on top of that, kind of go into, like, your, your diet, your training, right. what, what you're kind of doing here. So, so I really – when I first started into things, I really didn't, I didn't track and I didn't in CrossFit. I didn't, was never aware of what my scale weight was. It wasn't until I transferred over into a sport and like hockey didn't require to be weighed in. So it was a whole new realm to, you know, the last five years learning how to track or how to the calories and, you know, being even aware of what the packet says. So I think for, as a beginner, if you're a CrossFitter, then I would say don't worry about it in a in a generalized form of because it really can complicate things if you don't have the support you need. Um, but in saying that, if you are your goals are to lose weight, then and what you're doing isn't working with you know training, then like my, my husband, he's at the strength therapist and um, he is just finishing up his doctorate and is a strength coach and he does, um, you know, all the counting or the, the, the meal plans and stuff. And now I'm slowly getting into that role because like I had said earlier, I want to get into supporting more women and I, I'm an easier target than he is to do that. Um, so I think if you are new, I'm actually trialing out my skills on my sister and my mother. My sister's lost three pounds and she's in her first two weeks. So that's going really well. Wow. And I think that doing more of like a template, we follow, you know, we figure out your goals, figure out what your numbers should be at. We really emphasize the protein and kind of if you fit, we use um, my fitness pal. You know, if you're hitting your protein goal and within your calories, then you're kind of your, your carbs and your fats. We don't put such a stress on those because each body does digest them differently and absorb them differently. And putting less restriction is probably in what we've seen will create more consistency. The more you can say we can only have 45 grams of fats and you can only have X amount of this it starts putting like more stress on it and more overthinking and stressing and it can be too much. So our biggest thing, especially for women is making sure that you are hitting your protein levels so that you are maximizing what it is that you're even doing in the gym to begin with. And the, just the basic punctuality of that you need protein. And I think a lot of women stray away from 
protein being it'll make me big I don't I do, I'm not really sure but a lot of women are under eating protein it's really yeah. wild I, I, I definitely see that a lot um, I, I have a younger sister I have a girlfriend and all of their friends are like it's almost like a really high like it's like high carb um, like they, they try and eat like a lot of veggies fruits stuff like that but the problem with that is you burn that off so quickly that you're just hungry and when you're hungry all the, whole day, the time, you always eat, yeah. you keep eating. And on top of that, like that just puts you in a really shitty mood. So definitely getting like uh, adequate proteins, meats, uh, even some cheeses and some fats in you will kind of prolong and, and kind of satisfy you for longer amounts of time. For sure. Yes. And something that I, my new, like I'm always out trying to discover like new products and I try all the new bars and I really like to try new things just to add in because I have a really hard time just eating chicken or just eating, you know, the basics. So I like to integrate new products and I came across muscle egg like last year and I only bought one gallon once and I only used it in my like protein smoothies and my pancakes. And then this year, I don't know what's been going on with my body in the last like month. I've been repulsed by the idea of eating meat right now. I'm like, but I know that I need to get that protein in. And I've been trying to eat all the eggs and, you know, trying to, I'm like, hey, this isn't working and I'm getting a little bit miserable and trying to force myself. So instead of doing that, let's open up the doors and do a little bit of research. Muscle egg, my God, it is flavored egg whites. And it sounds disgusting, but when you drink it, I kid you not, I have chocolate right now. It tastes like a milkshake. It just tastes like a milkshake, and it's brilliant. One cup is 140 calories. It's 20 grams of protein, no carbs, no fats. It is the perfect supplement to add in to your diet if you're having a hard time getting your proteins in. That, that's huge, and I think there's two things about that that are really important. To note, one is coming from eggs, that protein is going to be bioavailable, meaning it's going to be absorbed at a higher rate than, than your soy or vegetable proteins. And number two is it's, it's don't worry about like raw egg type stuff because on, with liquid egg whites, they pasteurize it, meaning they, they like, I think it's like they heat it to a certain temperature to kill all the salmonella and all the bacteria. So there's literally no, there's no reason to worry or there's no risk involved. And I've actually done that in the past where I didn't have this flavored stuff. It sounds amazing, but I would just basically, <laughs> for my protein, on top of my protein powder, I would use liquid egg whites, and it tastes like a, like like cake batter. They have that flavor as well, and it's <laughs> amazing too. <laughs> Seriously, that was my last one. And actually, another like one that I love doing, even if you don't have the flavored ones, because it is a little, for a gallon, it's about $35. Um... You can mix, if you put protein powder, egg whites, and then like either your milk or water and blend that with ice, the egg whites is the key. And it's like you make like a Wendy's Frosty. <laughs> you can't do it without that, the that egg whites. It doesn't, it doesn't blend the same, but when you add the egg whites and then it's just a double bit of protein and it's delicious. That, sounds, <laughs> that does sound good. Um, and then... Another point about all of this is like, I think it's important to note for, for girls out there when you just eat pretty high carb on top of what we discussed, your your body comp your body composition. Um, if you don't lift, 
and you just see carbs gonna be kind of like flubby and like it'll be yes. really hard to maintain and if you start powerlifting, like unless you're eating like to gain you're not gonna gain like absurd size and there's something to note here which is your muscle that you gain will kind of be like an active tissue meaning just by gaining muscle you'll be able to eat more without fear of like putting on absurd amounts of weight quickly or something like that um but yeah that's uh i'll have to try that muscle egg <laughs> yeah um so if you can just kind of touch on you know, do you have a group of, of women that you surround yourself with and if so what are some kind of positive some positives that you you take from them and, and how have they kind of helped push you and and, and guide you on this, you know, fit, fitness journey, sort of? Well, I think that this is why over the, so over the past three years, my husband has been pursuing his doctorate in physical therapy. So for the last, for the first two years, we were based out of just outside of Boston in a little area called Worcester. And I was only there part-time. And for the last year I was, or nine months, I was there more full-time, but I never really found a grounded position there and then for the last year and a half we have been traveling um so we were in uh fresno california for 13 weeks chicago and then now we're in the san diego area so for myself jumping around into all these different areas it's really taught me a lot because all the different dynamics and i haven't been able to really have a group of girlfriends it's been me and my husband through this whole process but I think that the problem is, and this is where social media can be a blessing and, you know, and a con that since I've been traveling, I think that a lot of girls, as I'm getting delved into their community, we see a lot of like, I'm going to use gyms, I'm going to call them ponds, and these athletes are fish. So you're seeing in these smaller areas that we've been in that they're, they, they feel like they are big fish, but they're in a little pond. Now, when you become top dog in your little pond, it can be it can be very exciting to be the strongest girl or the strongest guy. But the problem is, is that once you step outside of your pond or another fish come into your pond, it can be really heart wrenching because you kind of built yourself up to be this persona. And that's where women supporting women or men supporting men or just people supporting people is so important because like I had said earlier we're all kind of in this doing our own thing so I think that the biggest thing that I've noticed is that coming into gyms I've kind of ruffled some feathers because I am strong and people don't really like getting put off their their pedestal but I guess where I've changed my mentality in not because I've been on, I guess, the hurtful end of this. I've be accepted and wanted to be welcomed into a gym and just lift heavy shit and be surrounded by people. Kind of, I'm hurting people's feelings, and that is obviously not what I want to be doing. But if we could change the mindset of, holy shit, this girl is strong, what the hell am I doing? Why don't I train with her? Why don't I see what she's doing? Am, am I on the wrong program? Am I? You know, what could I be doing differently in a positive sense of let's all kind of work together and we like we I can learn off of her and she could learn off of me. So I think the biggest thing for myself to not ever put myself in that position 
is I seek after the strongest girl. I don't even know her real name, Chucky something Q. She's on Instagram. Um, You know, she's just put out the biggest snatch in my weight class. Uh, Alexandra Lachance, she is another really strong girl in my weight class. I'm following these girls and I do have the moments of like, oh my God, why am I? Why am I not that strong? And it's like, well, because you're not in the gym right now. Go grind if you want to get there. But it's putting myself that I'm not the best and I'll never be the best. And I'm totally okay with that. But that these girls are better than me. We're the same age, the same weight class. And they're doing, they're putting in the work. So why can't I? And it's with that mentality of constantly kind of pursuing these women in a positive sense versus being, oh, I'm not good enough. I can't lift as much as them. I can't do these things. Changing that mindset, I've put on for the last three years, 10 kilos, so 22 pounds on all of my lifts over the past three years consistently, not on my presses, but on my squat and my deadlift, on my dynamic lifts of my clean and jerk and my snatch. All those lifts have gone up at least by 10 kilos each year. So, and you know, I think that that mindset, instead of trying to put the what ifs or the why nots on yourself of being, okay, these people are a stepping stone of where I want to be at. So let's follow them, see the little tips and tricks that they're doing on their page. Yeah, I'll put in my routine and I'll watch them and I'll do this and Maybe I could be as strong as them one day. That's that's huge. That's been that's been huge for me. Um, you know, social media is a great tool for that. You know, I, if I see some some guy doing something cool or someone that's better than me, just reach out and, and try and pull things from from what makes them successful. Same thing goes with with all facets, all businesses, teachers, whatever it is. If you see someone better than you, don't take that you know in a threatening sense. Instead, embrace it and, and try and pull bits of knowledge from them and utilize them to your advantage. But I just wanted to quickly touch, like, when you were in Wooster, uh, my, my aunt lives in Salem, and over the summer I trained at, like, a CrossFit gym for a couple days over there. Where did you train? I trained at CrossFit AC. They've actually, we were in their old facility, and now they've just opened up um, a brand new one, which is a lot um a lot bigger and a lot more accessible. I've never actually been in it. We left as soon as they moved into it. So, um, yeah, but they, it was a great community. They were really, it was a father-son operation, and they were a really beautiful family. It was a great facility there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, is, is there anything else you want to hit on, anything else you want to get across to, to young women out there, to young girls? I just think that the biggest is to just honor yourself and honor where you're at the compare game can go on forever and I think that it's just do you set your own goals set your own priorities and follow that I think that being influenced you know again can be positive and negative but I think that sometimes we push ourselves when we're following when that's not it's not really in your truth if I, you know, I look at some of these bikini girls, I'm all, shit, that would be so nice to look like that. But that's not my goals. So let's not pretend that that's something that I'm going to do. There is a book, this audio book that I just got, and 
actually, so I'm driving to a gym. I drive an hour to a gym three times a week out in Newport. They're the only weightlifting gym in the area. And I'm driving because of that community. I could go train by myself, but this is like the worthiness of what I talked about a community. I'm all about it. So I'm, that's what I do. So on my drive, I listen to this book. It's called unfuck yourself, get out of your head and into your, into your mind, I believe is like the catchphrase on underneath it. And they talk about the willingness and unwillingness. So you know, if I want to have these six pack abs and I want, you know, to be on stage and I want to look like this, or if I want to break the American record in a certain lift, am I willing to put in the time? Am I willing to put in the diet? Y and Z putting out that plan. Am I willing? Yes or no? Well, no, I really like Saturdays and I love brunch. Okay. So are you okay with second place? Yeah, okay. I'm willing to, you know, have my Saturday brunch and train only four days a week and get second or third. I'd be okay with that. And if the answer is no, yes, I'm willing to go all in. Well, then you've made that active choice. And I think that honoring and making like the mental game with yourself versus trying to always compare. If you know your lane, then you won't be as easily influenced or have the self-doubt or any of the other negative connotations that can go within this realm that you just stick to your lane and enjoy the process. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, that, that's huge. And just for our, our, our guy listeners out there, a lot of those those high school guys, can you just go over your your big lifts, your squat dead, I don't know if you hang and jerk and stuff like that. Will you just tell them real quick what, what, you're, what you're pulling, what, what's your squad? Yeah, so, oh my God, I'm so bad at this, hey, because I don't like um, – don't like doing one reps right now I'm all about doing like triples and doubles and I don't know why and I don't know if it's because I'm scared of what my numbers will actually be but I'd even have to look on my Instagram so the other day I did a triple at 315 um a back squat I did a pause I haven't tested my front squat in a long time but I did do um, a dead stop. So the, the bar was sitting down at like at the bottom of my squat and I did a front squat, a double at a hundred kilos. So or maybe one Oh five or something like that. So I think it was, I don't even know the conversion. I work in kilos. Yeah. It's um, probably, uh, it's around like, wait, what, I actually, I don't know the conversion either. What is it? We're looking it up right now. Two thirty one front squat pause. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did my best clean and jerk ever is 105 kilos. Um, my best snatch is 87 kilos. Um, my deadlift is terrible. I did 320 in consideration to my other list, but I don't really train deadlift in the conventional form. Um, yeah, that's where... That's where I'm at right now. And basically for this next hoping for, like I said, my, my goals are with Ollie lifting. Um, I'm hoping to compete in September at the American open three in Las Vegas. I'd be looking to snatch 90 and clean and jerk photo one Oh seven, one Oh eight. And that would put me into qualifying standards to compete for the American nationals. Wow. 
Wow. Um, yeah, guys, that's you guys suck. <laughs> um, if you are interested in reaching out or, or just to follow, your Instagram is at squats and espresso shots. We're gonna put that in the description, as well as Hannah Spinelli Photography is the photography account. We'll put that in the description as well. Um, you you mentioned unfuck yourself. Are there any other resources uh, that that you found especially influential for? for your, uh, your lifting career, your life in general that, that you'd like to share? Um, I think if I could remember, I'm like totally blanking. Um, and I can message you guys this book. Oh, it is. I could give you the whole description. It's just the, it's something mentors. Um, it's basically this guy went out and got Tri- tribe of decided. mentors by uh, Tim Ferriss. Yes. Yes, this Sam, book. Sam, so, Sam has that. He, he's read it. Currently reading it. Yeah. Currently reading it. Yeah, so it's basically talking about that, you know, what we talked about earlier about you're not going to be the best at any one thing, so why not source from the best? And it's little micro stories about how the best in their field got to be that in that place. And I think that that really opened up my perspective on you don't need to wear every hat and you don't have to be expected to be... I think that we take on a lot and we try to be a lot and it kind of takes away from our actual authentic self. So taking little tidbits and learning from, from those areas and then absorbing that into your life versus trying to pretend to be all these different things that just aren't, aren't you. And that's totally okay. But if you could take little, little knowledge bombs from different people and if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, then Cool, move on. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate your time. Um, I'm very excited to get this this episode out. Good luck with, with your competition as you get ready to go ahead and compete. And uh, best of luck with anything. We'll be in touch. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, guys. Thanks for listening all the way through. And if you got something out of this podcast, don't hesitate. Drop a rating on, on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. Copy the link, send it to a friend, and we appreciate the support as always. So, for Sam, for Hannah, this is the Justified Journey Podcast. Out.